Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Racing Northwest returns here from Emerald Downs. Joe Whitby and Vince Brune in our first podcast of 2021. We've got some loyal listeners out there. And uh, Vince, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Joe. Actually, end of February. And uh, it's a few weeks away from horses returning to the track. So uh, kind of the right to spring around Emerald Downs. Normally we would have, but this being uh, the pandemic year, we're going back a little bit but not long till we have horses hey we made the most out of 2020 that's for sure here at emerald downs with our 2020 season going uh, with a couple of extensions uh into the month of november so uh hey, did we go into november we ended october 28th or october something october 29th was 28th the final and day 29th. yeah there we go okay so i need a little refresher on 2020 but we're talking that and 2021 and some news today, this is Wednesday on our record, uh, Wednesday, February 3rd. The fifth floor is open at Emerald Downs. Hark, Vince, uh, you've got some people around you up there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, moving up from track level with some of the restrictions easing a little bit. Great to have people back up on the fifth floor. Much more convenient and comfortable for our clientele as they come out and wager all the races around the country. Yeah, Joe, that is great. It is. Uh, we have been open, of course, for simulcasting Wednesday through Sunday for several months, and but it was on the first floor, and due to state rules and regulations uh, from the pandemic, uh, we had to have those uh, boards open to the outside toward the racetrack and, you know, be open air on three sides. So we had some really nice high-tech heaters in there. We tried to make the best of it, which I think we did but it's gonna be a lot more comfortable for people up on floor five. We are back there as of today, February 3rd, and uh, open five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday for full card simulcasting. The Muckleshoot Casino is open seven days a week for full card simulcasting. 
and that's just uh, four miles from Emerald Downs. So many of you know that area well. And so if you want to get some extra simulcasting wagering in on Monday or Tuesday, they are open for all. So fifth floor open at Emerald Downs. We're going to have a couple guests on today's podcast. Matt Dinnerman, uh, track announcer at Golden Gate Fields. And uh, Matt was certainly anxious to get back to work as Golden Gate just back got back into the swing of things here recently, Vince. They did, and we'll talk to Matt about the goings-on down there, big stakes race coming up there next week, and uh, looking ahead the coming months down in Northern California. A lot of local interest uh, down there usually from Emerald Downs people. We see a lot of our horses and jockeys and trainers and so forth down there. You know, Matt, uh, I don't think he has to look at race replays because he has got such an attentive brain and uh, he really soaks in information. Um, I think he can just see those races of, of the horses that he's seen yeah. anyway. Uh, he can see them in, in his mind's eye. He is just up on uh, his track and Northwest racing. He's going to join us. Um, you know, I remember Robert Geller saying many years ago, he goes, well, you know, really, if you want a job in this industry, you pretty much got to go through Luke Kreitbosch. Of course, Luke was just so good for the game. Um, a lot of years in Phoenix and, of course, the track announcer at Churchill Downs when he passed unexpectedly there had millions of friends in racing. Luke Kreit Bosch. Uh, but Robert said, well, you got to go through Luke if you want a job. And then after Luke unfortunately passed, he said that turned over to Larry Colmas. If you want a job in racing, you know, I think Matt Dinneran's going to be that guy one of these years. I do. He's amazing and uh, a great young man, as we saw when he was up here. But, yeah, Joe, that... Matt Dinnerman lives, breathes, and eats horse racing, and he's such a great spokesperson for our sport. You know, social media is the thing with a lot of the young people nowadays. Matt is on that, and he creates such a positive uh, impression, and just his interactions with people are all done intelligently and classy and just an upbeat guy that uh, is going places in this industry. And, you know, we saw it here where he mm-hmm. was in the stable area on off days because he loved it, and... Uh, it's just really infectious to see Matt, just his enthusiasm for our game. And during live racing at Golden Gate, if you wanted to be up on what's happening in the upcoming races or the next day or two, yeah. Matt will tell you. <laughs> he will continue to verbalize on the live race card. Yeah, almost to a fault sometimes, <laughs> and I've talked to Matt about that. But, no, he's so great. He uh, he loves it, and he's done his homework. You know, he is uh, he, he's as as you say, five minutes to post time, he's he's working pace scenarios and uh, who's hot, who's not. And uh, shout out to the horse that just won at Santa Anita. He's got one eye on that. I mean, he's he's uh, just uh, omni racing and uh, just a fascinating guy. And like you say, Joe, he's got that real ability to see a race oh. in a in a in a amazing manner. And yeah. uh, his his recall is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, So Matt's going to join us. We'll hear from him later. Also, Eric Floyd. Now, if you've been a listener to the Win Play Show, which has been going on at KJR, 9.50 a.m. from 1996 to 2019, lots of Saturday and Sunday Win Play shows over those years. We didn't have a show last year due to not being able to have fans at Emerald Downs. Um, Eric Floyd was on many times. You know, I can't remember. I didn't ask Eric how we actually met. Uh, he's not afraid to promote himself, but he really does it in a fine, approachable way. We did have him up here to move his first book. He wrote a book 
um, called The Backstretch, My First Decade Playing the Game, real personal accounts of his uh, journey into simulcasting, uh, on-track experiences, and handicapping and betting. And he did really well selling his book here at Emerald Downs a few years back. Uh, we've had him on several times when there's been a Sam Davis or a Tampa Derby uh, as a radio handicapper. And he's going to do that today because it's the Sam Davis this weekend at uh, Tampa. And uh, it'll be race number 11 on their card about 2 o'clock Emerald Downs time. And a field of 12 that's uh, is, is most or a lot of these three-year-old on the road to the Kentucky Derby prep races are a lot of horses and and connections taking a chance at a stake. I like it. And, they, you know, just taking a quick glance at Tampa, they got several other interesting stakes on that card, oh, too. So. Tremendous card. Yeah, they, they put a lot of their first structure into the stakes. And uh, their mm -hmm. other races might not go up so much over the years, but they, they really give out the money on stake day. So Eric's going to talk to us, Eric Floyd, about the Sam Davis and his new book as well. Eric Floyd. All right, Vince, uh, opening day at Emerald Downs is going to be in May, and the track's opening next month. Give us a couple of dates there. Wednesday, uh, May 19th, we've announced a 50-day season, uh, I believe through September 23rd. We're probably, you know, everyone knows the situation we're in, but uh, as we speak right now, Wednesdays and Thursdays, there's a few Sundays in there too. So Wednesday, May 19th, and then training will be, our horses will return onto the grounds March 1st. Training would begin on Friday, March 5th. So uh, one of the rites of spring, Emerald Downs, training begins here pretty soon, Joe. February is a short month, so not that long. Yep. Talked to trainer Steve Bullock today. He's uh, getting horses ready and starting the early procedures up there at Dunbar Ranch in Enumclaw. And, of course, uh, that kind of leads us into some other things as well as far as Washington horses and Washington racing. Uh, Chad and Josh, Chad Christensen, Josh McKee. Chad, of course, a two-time, two consecutive owner titles, as some announcers would say, two consecutive titles in a row. <laughs> but uh, Chad has won our last two Emerald Downs owners titles, and uh, he really has jumped right into the game, and they have a strong contingent at Sam Houston with Frank Lucarelli and assistant trainer Dennis Snowden. Sam Houston is one tough race meet, Joe. I've been following that a little because yeah. Frank and uh, Chad and Josh being down there. And you got the big boys down there, the Asmussons, the Brobergs, and the Caldwells, and so forth. Uh, anytime they start giving away big money like that, you see those kind of uh, trainers and horses and owners show up. Uh, Oakland Park, very similar. Joe, you and I follow, enjoy the racing from down there. And extremely competitive down there as well and uh, uh they got a big meet underway the last couple of weeks and they'll be going into their stakes program here heading towards the uh arkansas derby i believe it's still scheduled the same this year right with uh in uh, uh april a list I've because got a magazine with all those well, i think it would it. be because the kentucky derby is scheduled to go off in the first saturday in may this year so i imagine oakland would have the same thing and Muddy Waters is down there. He's a former Emerald Downs leading owner, and he spent uh, a lot of time back at Oakland the last several years. Ingrid Mason, his trainer, and Mike Puich has. Yep. I, I talked to Mike. He's had a. He's got fourteen horses back there at Oakland, and uh, owned by Doctor Mark Di Domenico. Uh, 
And also Bob Rondo, Bob and Molly Rondo have a couple horses back there. Uh, he started a horse for Gary Stevens and a couple of owners last week. A horse called Muralist. I think he's a horse to keep an eye on. Ran really well, Joe. Yeah, he was in a, a tough race. You know, I think it was like a, a third condition allowance race. And you get some mighty tough horse in a race like that. The horse finished great. And uh, yeah, Muralist is one to follow with local connections. Arkansas Derby, let's see, it's on April 10th, yeah. Yeah, three weeks out from uh, the Churchill Downs uh, Kentucky Derby, and uh, Oakland is, yeah, a fabulous thing they got going on down there, great success story, and big field sizes, every race, great, you know, if people, you want to try to put together a good pick four, pick five, take a look at Oakland sometimes, they got a challenging one every day. Oh boy, yeah, Gulfstream too, their field size, uh, uh, real challenging. Uh, so, and uh, also, let's see, other Washington connections. Uh, you know, Top Harbor is not a Washington bred, but uh, he's by Harbor the Gold and out of Reba is Tops. Of course, Harbor the Gold, leading Washington, uh, well, sire of Washington breads. Top Harbor stands at, in Hermiston, Oregon at Barcee Racing Stables, but uh, he has been the dominant Washington sire for well, Noosa Beach was uh, a three-year-old of, what, 2009? Nine, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, Noosa Beach was the first horse in the Northwest that harbored the gold uh, sired. The first mare that he bred, Julia Rose, turned out to be Noosa Beach, the uh, the foal. So, and Reba is tops as a champion Washington bred mare. Top Harbor is trained by Tim McKenna, owned by Gordy Jarnig, Eric Schweiger, uh, Kenny Marshall, who campaigned Reba is tops. And that horse was two for two last year, won a stake in California, and he's had a nice work at Golden Gate. So we root for those Washington connections there, Top Harbor. Uh, hey, how about Gold Rush Dancer? Now, he sired, I believe he he bred uh, about 25 mares a couple of years ago. So he's going to have a lot of Washington bred runners here coming up uh, next year. He, he'll, he'll have two-year-olds. Uh, but he was back in training, and he raced at parks. He didn't do all that well. Of course, he's our hero of the 2017 Long Acres Mile. Yeah, he kind of stumbled early in that race and uh, never really got rolling. So hopefully he'll uh, be back to make a more representative showing next time out. And uh, we all know what a great uh, run he had here, oh. dominating the 2017 Long Acres Mile. Another horse we could kind of local connections is Mr. Jaegermeister. Sure. Uh, by Attaboy Royce, four to one on the line in the King Cotton, which is a older horse sprint stakes. That's at uh, Oakland Park on Saturday. Rocco Bones got the call for Val Lund, so we'll keep an eye on Mr. Jaegermeister in the King Cotton. Very good. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see, Princess of Cairo, winner of our Washington Oaks at Emerald Downs last summer. She won an allowance in Phoenix Turf Paradise this week for owner Glenn Todd. So. A good race by her. She had an unplaced effort, a kind of a rough trip there at Del Mar in the late summer, the fall. And uh, so she came back a winner, an easy winner at, at Phoenix yesterday. That yeah. That was good to see. A couple more from Turf Paradise. Uh, Eddie Martinez, who, you know, had a good stakes role here last year and I think finished third in our standings. He's off to a good start in Phoenix. He's uh, tied for third with 10 wins currently at their meet, which began January 4th and goes through May 1st. Uh, Alex Cruz, our, our leading rider here, Joe, this is kind of interesting. He's just three for 69 
at Turf Paradise. Got a win yesterday in the finale for Neil Drysdale on turf, but he does have 14 seconds and 12 thirds, so he'll get it turned around. We know yeah. he's a great rider. All jockeys go through that. I don't yeah. care how good you are. You, you hit one of those patches where it's a little rough. Local girl, uh, Joe, you know, Kate Rep, two for two, <laughs> riding down there in Phoenix. So congratulations to Kate. Boy, she has... Uh popped up at uh, different times over the years and had some success up here. Um, let's see, what was the name of that uh, Philly that uh, kissed the, the boys good kiss the boys kissing the boys goodbye. Yeah, uh, Charles for Essex. Charlie Essex. Yeah, yeah won got, a stake on yeah. her. Mm -hmm. And uh, did some TV with us. Did a really good job on uh, doing TV by the way. Kate Rep, good good for her. So there's uh, kind of a up and down, in and out of uh, Washington connectors there in horses and horse racing. Hey, there is a bill uh, being introduced in Olympia by Senator Phil Fortunato that could greatly enhance uh, the thoroughbred racing industry and the horse industry here in Washington. Uh, it's similar to a bill that has really helped things in Texas. If you've noticed the, the purse structure at Lone Star and uh, Sam Houston really went up greatly in 2020. Well, uh, roughly the bill would reroute uh, tax money from all purchases that were related are related to equines, uh, hay and tack and uh, feed, uh, just all kinds of anything that's related to the equine industry. A portion of that tax money would be put right back into thoroughbred racing and horse racing and horses. So uh, it's really done well for Texas racing. Uh, Senator Phil Fortunato has just introduced it, so it's in its infancy, but it's something to keep an eye on. And to learn more about that bill, you can go to youresn.com, Y-O-U-R-E-S-N, youresn.com. Paul Beatty, who operates that website, uh, just a great fan and a journalist for Thoroughbred Racing, uh, he did interview uh, Senator Fortunato, that is part of the story. If you want to click on that, you can find out more about that bill that uh, we really uh, hope progresses uh, over the over the recent uh, months. So that is important. Um, we are going to take a short break here and we'll come back with much more. Uh, Matt Dinnerman, Eric Floyd going to join us. More news and notes and some selections, some trivia as well uh, coming up here on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal would prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700 Horse Racing Northwest, thanks so much for joining us. We are excited to be back uh, podcasting from the TV room at Emerald Downs. I've spent a few hours of my life in this room. Vince has as well. 
And uh, shoot, Emerald Downs opened in 1996. We're going to have our 25th anniversary this year, 1996 to 2021. As Vince mentioned earlier, opening day coming up on May 19th for Emerald Downs Racing. Uh, the WTBOA Banquet is going to be a Zoom invite, and it's going to be on Saturday, uh, February 27th. So this month, later in the month, February 27th, Saturday, a Zoom invite banquet this year. And uh, Vince, a couple of the categories, uh, as usual, there's some that are in contention. There's some that aren't. Um, Time for Gold looks really good as champion two-year-old Philly. Of course, she yeah. was sensational on those two stakes wins route victor routing her competition um a little less talk was really good you know unfortunately she had an injury in that race at laurel her career uh over at the age of four but uh, uh she's going to be bred shoot tim floyd told me who she's going to be bred to do you remember uh darn i do remember but i can't i can't think of it, pull right, it up now. right now either we'll have it for, for sure on the next that, one folks. yeah we'll have an update but you know in watching that race at laurel uh she just uh, never made a move of more than like a 16th of a mile which just wasn't her at yeah. all you just had to know that things weren't perfect there yeah that's not her like you say joe and she's especially she figured to be one of the at least er, involved a little bit in the pace early, and that wasn't the case at all. So it kind of made sense afterwards when we found out that something was amiss. But, yeah. But she'll be a fine broodmare. Exactly. She came out of that, and congratulations to Tim Floyd and, and Kelly Dugan and uh, the crowd that owns a little less talk. Trainer Rodina Barrett did a fantastic job. That filly and mare was just an absolute pleasure to watch race. She had it all. Boy, uh, what a great race mare. So she'll undoubtedly be top filly or mare with uh, what she did here at Emerald Downs this year. Um, uh, one uh, category that's really in contention is the two-year-old. Bodenheimer ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Dutton was one of the really most impressive two-year-olds we've ever seen here in Washington, Vince. That's right. And, you know, we do have the Emerald Downs Award, which are not to be confused with WTBOA awards. Sometimes they turn out the same, but, of course, the Emerald Downs Awards are not just limited to Washington bred. But Dutton was our horse of the meat and uh, was undefeated and brilliant in uh, just uh, two amazing sprints and then uh, a really event-filled uh, Gottstein Futurity that, you know, maybe wasn't his greatest race, but showed a tremendous amount of heart uh, to win that race, you know, uh, to continue going on, you know. And, uh, but I, you know, that's a tough call for me. But Bodenheimer probably won a more prestigious race uh, nationally. And uh, Dutton was uh, brilliant locally. So um, full disclosure, I'm not part of the voting committee on that yeah. one. And that's kind of a relief I'm not. You are, Joe. And that's a tough assignment. Oh, boy. It, it was. Uh, uh, Bodenheimer did make uh, twice as much money. He won at three different tracks. He won on the grass at Canterbury. He won on the dirt at Prairie Meadows. And he won on the grass at Keeneland in a $150,000 race. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, didn't fare well in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Uh, Dutton won all three of his races, and 
wow, you know, those sprints. And and when he had to show heart, the race, the heart of a racehorse, yep. like a little less talk, he did it. That's right. You know, and his speed was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that debut win in a stakes race, oh. you know, that's that's a, a big feather in his cap right there. But, the you know, there was a lot of speed in the, was it the lad stakes, I think, was his debut. And uh, it it was kind of over before it started. My gosh. He was a rocket <laughs> ship out of there. And even in the Gottstein, you know, we had a close-up view of it in front of the grandstand. And he, just that break from the gate, is he's got amazing quickness. Yeah. So uh, when you put the stats out there, Dutton was undefeated, three wins, uh, all stakes. Or wait a minute, no, two stakes. At and an allowance race. He won race. an allowance in the mud, yeah, by about 11 lengths or mm -hmm. something. Um, and Bodenheimer won three races as well from five starts. He was beaten at Kentucky Downs in a real boggy turf day in which they canceled racing the next day. Val Lund uh, pointed that out. But uh, Dutt, uh, Bodenheimer won uh, about double the money. He won 150000 He won at three different tracks. I had to give him a slight edge, but that doesn't mean he won the category because we're not going to find that out until February 27th. Uh, and the Zoom invite WTBOA banquet. So that's uh, some food for thought. Uh, of course, they're both washing breads. This is a washing bread honor. I'm not being uh, partial to a out-of-state horse. He is a washing bread by Attaboy Roy. So cliche, but there's no wrong answer. Yeah, uh, whoever wins that is very deserving. Okay, so uh, hey, again, uh, another bit of news. Uh, we talked about Barkley. Retired and now the life of a sire. What a tremendous racehorse. What a pleasure to watch him run as well. Uh, just a withering late kick and great competitive desire with those photo finish stakes wins and a Longacre's mile victory in 2018. 10 for 20 at Emerald Downs and uh, won stakes his first four years of racing. Two, three, four, and five. Only Noosa Beach had done that at Emerald Downs. He's a sire. Son of Munnings, Barkley is at El Dorado Farms. We went over that with Nina Hagen in our previous podcast. And we've got another new sire in this state who you and I did go out and visit at Blue Ribbon Farm in Buckley. Uh, son of Indian Charlie named Conveyance. He's a handsome gray. Yeah. And yeah, we got a chance to see him up there. And uh, he's. Uh, I like this because both uh, Barkley and... Uh, Conveyance are going to bring uh, interesting new blood into the state. Uh, Barkley being by Munnings and uh, Conveyance being by Indian Charlie, two sires who I both happen to like a lot. You better believe it. Munnings has been just fantastic for his $25,000 stud fee with short sprinters, routers, turf, dirt, uh, absolutely super versatile. And uh, Conveyance, as you mentioned, by the Indian Charlie, the brilliant speed line. Indian Charlie by In Excess, lost only one race, did Indian Charlie, the Kentucky Derby, won by stablemate Real Quiet back in 98. And uh, Conveyance has been a sire for many years. He started his career winning four straight races for trainer Bob Baffert, a uh, really fast horse. Then he ran second in the Sunland Derby, and then he was unplaced in the Kentucky Derby. Led, led the Kentucky Derby through six furlongs in, I think, 110, right around there, flat. But you can, if you want to Google that, you can see him, the gray horse on the lead in the 2010 Derby. So conveyance at Blue Urban Farm in Buckley. They, they had a rough uh, last part of the year in which Nationhood, who was just a real productive sire here in Washington, he passed away. 
he became ill, and of course, out of boy Roy did move to Kentucky. So uh, Debbie and Rick Paps filled that gap with conveyance, a new sire here in Washington. Okay, well, again, uh, Matt Dinnerman, uh, Vince caught up with him, and uh, we'll hear some uh, some of Matt Dinnerman's very recognizable voice. Yeah, we will. Uh, we caught up with Matt, and first of all, we just wanted to know, uh, you know, the were able to get back open a few weeks ago and just how things are shaping up here in uh, 2021 in the Bay Area as far as racing goes. Really excited for the meet further down the line. I think uh, we're going to see uh, improved racing little by little as we move along here. We took a little bit of a hit. We lost some horses on the backstretch due to that pandemic. You know, some horses, they went to Turf Paradise. Some went to Sam Houston, Frank Lucarelli, and Jonathan Wong sent some over there. Um, but we're holding our own, and I think, uh, like many businesses, it's going to take a little time to get back up to where we were, but I think at some point we will, and we're really optimistic about that. So we're just happy to be back and running and uh, excited to see the horses back in action. One of the things we like is when they return to the turf down in uh, Golden Gate Fields in Albany, California. I understand that will be happening pretty soon, Matt. So the turf racing will be back there probably early to mid-April. That's my guess. Usually, actually, every year we take off from the very beginning of January usually to mid-April, usually just because we've got a good amount of rain in the wintertime that we get here, not as much as Washington, but it is the wet months for us. So rather than taking all these races off the turf, it's, it's a good chance for us to get the turf sort of a break and get it back to top condition so that come mid-April we'll be ready to go on it, be ready to race on it for the rest of the year. And uh, those of us who like to follow the Triple Crown Trail pretty closely, the El Camino Real is uh, coming up on Saturday, February 13th, the week from Saturday. That's a mile and an eighth on synthetic. Listen to some of the former winners of that race. Of course, another twist of fate who we know well from winning the Long Acres Mile, but Ruleman, Cabaneer, Tabasco Cat. Jumron, Snow Chief, event of the year. Jeez. So, Matt, the El Camino Real is going to be a fun race for you to call here in about 10 days. The El Camino Real Derby is obviously very exciting for us because it's one of the most prestigious races in the Bay Area, and a lot of people want to win it up here. A lot of Southern California trainers, they send their horses up here to compete, and we saw Bob Baffert win it last year with Azul Coast, so we get top outfits sending horses here to run in the El Camino Real Derby. This year, we're running it next Saturday, February 13th, and just like last year and the year before that, it's fun because not only does the winner receive 10 Kentucky Derby points, but the winner also receives an all-expenses-paid free berth into the Preakness, an incentive that was made three years ago, I believe. Actually, I think it was two years ago, and that's really uh, helped improve the race quality, and that's an incentive that a lot of people, especially with horses that are Triple Crown nominated, want to win and even if you want to get to the derby first it's always nice to know you've got a free berth everything's paid for ticket to the preakness so um, we're expecting some good contenders this year vince matt's pretty uh adroit handicapper and uh, i understand matt is going to look at the stronic five race three at golden gate on friday as part of the stronic five this week that's a 50 cent wager matt who do you like in that race i'm going with Linho from the Isidro Tamayo barn. He's a horse that first time out, he routed in a main special weight race. This is a main special weight on Friday too. 
And Isidro doesn't often run his horses first out going long. So right away that told us, well, obviously this horse wants a wrapped crown. He wants distance. He didn't break all that well. He had to take up after the start. He got crowded. He was towards the back of the pack. He made a big sweeping run turning for home. That was really the only option he had because the field was starting to bunch up at the quarter pole. Made an early wide move to try to get to the lead, and he came with a real nice run. Then he sort of flattened out a little bit late, but he hung around and hit the board. So I'm thinking this time around, this horse second time routing is going to do really well. Actually, our um, Angles with Experts YouTube piece we did a few years ago, Vince, my angle is the main second-time starter angle, and this is the angle I'm going to use. And on Sunday, it's the Super Bowl Sunday, a classic showdown between Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Matt, do you have a lean in that Super Bowl on Sunday? I'm rooting for Kansas City because... I am a Patriots fan, and because Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, I sort of have no choice but to root against him. I'm happy for the guy. I like him, but I'm going to root for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and the young gun this time around to get a Super Bowl victory. Thanks so much to Matt Dinnerman for joining us. He's a Patriot fan, huh? You don't see a ton of no. the Patriot fans up here in the Pacific Not Northwest. Me. Not me either. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about the Super Bowl? I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. He's too good. I he mean, might be right now in the top five all time of just ability. Yeah. And of course, his record is fantastic. He, too. he signed a $500 million contract. <laughs> Think about that. And uh, he's worth every penny of it. Oh, I mean, my God. He just is makes that kid he good. Ma yeah, he makes a, one of the most difficult positions in athletics look extraordinarily simple. He is a special, special talent. You know, with the, as much physical ability as he has, you know, just sliding and, and running to the sidelines once in a while when he has to. And and then his arm is just, uh, you know, yeah. it's hard to beat his arm. But yeah. then now with defenses, I mean, it's just like everything's in slow motion to him yeah. out there. Yeah, I He's know. just he's, tremendous. And, and his record shows it. So, well, yeah. I'm with you. I think uh, he's the difference in every game. Yeah, they lost two. Uh, one of them, yeah, I don't think he played in. And uh, they fell behind Buffalo, 9 nothing. Then they went on a 38-6 run. How about last year's playoff? They got jumped on a couple of times. They were down, times. I believe, 24 to nothing in the second quarter to Houston. And before halftime, they were in firm control of the game. I mean, that's just how fast they can score. But it is Tom Brady, and it is the Super Bowl. Uh, what is the latest line on that game, Joe? Uh, last I saw it was three. Yeah. Can you make a case? Well, I guess a three-point. That's no, Tampa's that's won pretty three close. playoff games. And Tampa's defense has impressed me, yep. Joe. That's much improved. So, um, you know, it's a Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady, I guess, you know. Uh, maybe I, I'm I'm being too simplistic with it. but uh, When it comes to Mahomes, man, yeah. I'm just not going against that guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah exactly. Like you as well. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much to Matt Dinnerman, the El Camino Real Derby, a week from this Saturday. That'll be sa uh, Saturday, February 13th. Some other dates of big races coming up. Well, you've got uh, that uh, really rich Saudi Cup, Vince. That isn't too far away. I wrote that date down here I think somewhere. February 20th. February 20th for the Saudi Cup. And then March 27th for the Dubai World Cup. Dubai World Cup. And then the Big Cap at Santa Anita, which is... You know, lost a little bit of luster in recent years due to those other two big purses where uh, horsemen take advantage of. That is March 6th. And that's always a great card with about oh, four yeah. or five stakes. So that'll be a lot of fun. 
the Santa Anita Handicap, the big cap, on uh, March 6th. So there's some dates for some big races coming up, you know. Uh, what else we're going to do on Horse Racing Northwest? We're going to talk, uh, let's let's talk about the Kentucky Derby Future Wager just a bit here. It is, uh, there's already been a couple. It's been expanded over the last several years, but there are a couple remaining on the Kentucky Derby Future Wager. As uh, I stumble around looking for the right paper here. How could I have, uh, oh, there it is. All right. Kentucky Derby Future Wager, February 12th and 14th. So next weekend will be a pool number three, and that'll be Friday through Sunday as usual. So next week, February 12th to 14th. Then after that, March 5th to the 7th, three days there in early March, and the final one will be March 26th through the 28th. So uh, next weekend after the Sam Davis, another Kentucky Derby Future Wager. And, of course, uh, whatever happens that weekend can affect that pool. If uh, somebody wins the El Camino Real Derby on Saturday the 13th by 15 lengths in track record time, you might get a uh, little action in the all-other. By the way, the all-other led the last pool, Vince. It led with the win wagers 9-5 to five on all-other. Life is good at 7-1 to one was the uh, lowest individual horse. Essential quality, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner was 8-1. to one. Jackie's Warrior, who was the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and got uh, beat pretty soundly that day at Keeneland. He's 23 to 1. Um, I'll bet I know someone who has a wager in the All Others. John White? Yeah. Yeah. At this time of He's the year. He's done well with that, I think, over the years. Oh, I know he has. Yeah. John will be joining us on Horse Racing Northwest at various times throughout the year. Always love to get that Washingtonian on. And John has is busy with his Derby Countdown again. You might check that out. That's it's right. always very thorough and great and fun to read. Expressbet.com is one place you can get that. Uh, our next guest is Eric Floyd. Once again, I talked about him earlier in the cast. Eric uh, wrote... The Backstretch, my first decade playing the game, that was a little over 10 years ago. He came up to Emerald Downs, and, you know, I remember that day. It was a, a Saturday, Sunday, and Sunday uh, sales weren't going really well. He was out by the main entrance, and he said, well, I want to move here. I'm going to move it above the paddock. He kind of just uh, said that he wanted to do that, and he knew the lay of the land from being here the day before. And, man, uh, sales, he sold them all. So uh, he knows how to market too and uh, really loves horse racing. Um, Eric talks about uh, what he's doing of late uh, and also uh, he's got a new project going on. Eric Floyd. Hey there, fans of Horse Racing Northwest. Like Joe said, my name is Eric Floyd. I'm a turf rider slash handicapper for Southern Gaming and Destinations Magazine. I'm also an author, and I just wanted to mention that I invite everybody to check out my latest thoroughbred racing novel titled Heaven's Premier Horse Race, a book that's both entertaining and historically informative. Heaven's Premier Horse Race tells the story of a mile and a quarter match race that features thoroughbred racing's first 11 Triple Crown champions. Now, all royalties from the Amazon sales will be donated to the Florida Thoroughbred Charities Funded. Second Chances Farm at Lowell Correctional Institution in Ocala, Florida. Lowell is the primary woman's prison in the state of Florida, and their farm houses about 50 ex-racehorses. The inmates who qualify for the equine program help rehabilitate the horses, and in turn, these ladies learn new life skills that can help them when they are released. 
So to preview my book, simply go to Amazon.com and type in Heaven's Premier Horse Race. It's available in both paperback and Kindle format. Eric, uh, we've had him mostly on our radio shows in the past as a handicapper for the Sam Davis and or the Tampa Derby. And he has uh, done a lot of selecting there. Uh, excellent discerning handicapper. Let's hear his outlook in uh, this weekend's Sam Davis at Tampa. The top four finishers will earn a few of those all-important Kentucky Derby qualifying points. Now, a wide-open field consisting of 12 horses will contest this 41st edition of the Sam F. Davis. And I want to start by the handicapping process by taking a look at one of your morning line favorites, Smiley Sobaka. Making his three-year-old debut this Saturday, Smiley Sobaka was last seen gutting out a game second-place finish in the 2020 Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes at Churchill Downs. Word on the street is that trainer Dale Romans is especially high on this good-looking son of 2016 Bluegrass Stakes champion Brody Scoss. A six-time winner of the Sam F. Davis, trainer Todd Pletcher will send out known agenda a son of Curlin who will attempt to rebound off of a distant third-place finish in last December's Remsen Stakes. The clocker report shows that Known Agenda is training smartly leading up to his three-year-old debut. Boca Boy ships in from Gulfstream Park, where he went wire-to-wire against eight fellow Florida breads in last September's $400,000 in reality stakes. Boca Boy takes a step up in class in the Sam F. Davis, but please note that his sire, Prospective, finished second in the Sam F. Davis before he went on to claim the 2012 edition of the Tampa Bay Derby. Nova Rags, winner of the January 16th $125,000 seven furlong Pasco stakes at Tampa Bay Downs, is another climbing the class ladder this coming Saturday. It's logical to assume, though, that this late-running son of 2012 Belmont Stakes champions Union Rags will appreciate Saturday's added distance. This is a tough one, but I'm going to go with Smiley Sobaka. I see this tactical racer settling into a nice stalking position early before he gets first run on the pace setters as the field turns for home. Worth noting also is that in the Kentucky Jockey Club stakes last fall, Smiley Sobaka fell short by just half a length to keep me in mind. Your third-place finisher in the Grade 1 2020 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, keep me in mind, remains a major contender on this year's Kentucky Derby Trail and the fact that Smiley Sobaka held his own against this highly regarded equine only encourages me all the more. So that's your pick, Joe. In the Sam F. Davis 41st edition, put it all on Smiley Sobaka. Thanks to Eric Floyd for that uh, outlook on the Sam Davis, 250 grand, mile and a 16th, race 11 at Tampa on Saturday. Goes about, again, 2 o'clock Emerald Downs time. He went with that Smiley Sabotka by Brody's Cause, and uh, he he gave his reasons why. The horse looks like a super solid contender. Vince, I'm going to take, it's funny, Vince and I, we do look up broodmares a lot on young horses. And the dam of Nova Rags, he's by Union Rags, as you might guess. Nova Rags, trained by Billy Mott, two for three lifetime. He has a maiden win in a Belmont sprint, and he won the Pasco Stakes at Tampa January 16th. But he's out of a smart strike mare who's just been an awesome broodmare sire. 
Wishful Splendor was a stakes winner herself. She's produced 10 winners, uh, including Nova Rags. She's a 22-year-old mare, but her most recent horse to race is Nova Rags, and he has done really well. Again, he's already a stakes winner, and you got to figure a horse by Union Rags out of a smart strike mare trained by Billy Mott might stretch out to a mile and a 16th, Vince. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And looking up that broodmare, yeah, I, I just really admire those uh, broodmares that just produce one winner after another it's got to be so fun and rewarding for the people involved with a, a broodmare like that to uh, have them on their property and then watch the the offspring just be good racehorses year after year after year give them something to look forward to yeah she's had uh, three stakes winners a stakes placed horse and she's had two other horses one with 11 wins another with 14 yeah. wins that weren't stakes and winners. as you mentioned she was a stakes winner herself yeah. i think it was the suwannee river handicap she won down there but her stakes winners they, they've won or her winners have won races all around the country i've noticed so they're not just limited to one area so uh tr tremendous uh upside with uh with that horse joe Nova Rags looks like he's going to be number eight in there. Uh, morning line not out yet for the Sam Davis to be run this Saturday. Thanks again to Matt Dinnerman and Eric Floyd. And uh, we'll take a short break, come back with our trivia, uh, our previous winners, and this week's question. And we'll wrap up Horse Racing Northwest in a moment. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, we are back. It is early February and uh, horses on the track here at Emerald Downs for training in just about a month. Opening day set for May 19th. And the fifth floor once again is open. Warmth and comfortability, familiarity. The fifth floor at Emerald Downs. Uh, plenty of room to social distance up there. And uh, a lot of big racing coming up in upcoming weeks we're open wednesday through sunday here at emerald downs for full card simulcasting and the muckle shoot casino opens seven days a week for full card simulcasting so trivia we did have a, a question a little christmas time deal and you came up with a couple of really nice prizes uh, and you had to purchase those yourself those uh, very coveted Santa Anita yearly calendars, Vince. Nice work on that. Well, they were inexpensive. They were only $5, which and it does okay. go to a horse racing charity down there, which is great. The question was, uh, name a winner of the Malibu Stakes who has a sire produced the Long Acres Mile winner. The answer was uh, Twirling Candy, won the 2010, I believe it was Malibu, and then produced Law Biden Citizen, winner of the 2019 Long Acres Mile. We had a couple winners there, Doug Whitehouse, and uh, Warren Wilson, Warren as usual, right on it. And Doug, uh, you'll be getting that calendar out to you in the mail here in the next couple days. So congratulations to both those guys. That is great. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, the, the proceeds for the calendar go to a great cause and, and uh, proceeds from Eric Floyd's book going to a really good cause down there in Florida as well as he mentioned. So let's go for the question this week. And by the way, send your replies to trivia at emeralddowns.com. 
Um, we were giving away ball caps last year. We'll come up with something for our winner. We could do something like that, but we need a question first. Send your replies to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Vince? Okay, well, we talked about the El Camino Real Derby. Uh, name an El Camino Real Derby winner owned by a member of the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. Okay. And this has happened within the last, oh, let's say a couple decades. Okay. Which could have been last year or it could have been in 25 or whatever. So, but it happened in the last couple decades. A winner of the uh, El Camino Real Derby owned by a member of the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. Fair enough. Send those replies into trivia at emeralddowns.com. And uh, just keep track of your washing breads, uh, sharpen up on your handicapping. And we will be up uh, in a couple of weeks with our next podcast on Horse Racing Northwest.